Welcome to another episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, a pop culture show where no one feels guilty for what gives them pleasure. Our guest this week is my childhood friend, Shaz, and the movie we're discussing is super bad in continuation with our back to school series. Shaz and I met on a student ambassador trip the summer before our freshman year of high school. Clearly, we thought we were on the path to greatness, but really we just bonded over being in last name alphabetical order and getting tired of posing in goodbye group pictures for our parents. Then we went off as 13 slash 14 year olds to Europe for three weeks. And y'all already know I was in my Olsen twins passport to Paris gig. I'll be sure to include pictures of us in our lovely red polos to commemorate the experience soon. Shaz is a deeply empathetic person and actually brought out some info about Superbad that I wouldn't have otherwise seen. I chose this movie for us because we both love some bro gross out humor, but possibly thanks to her insight, we probably just actually like this movie because it's as true to the teenage experience as any studio box office hit could be in the mid-2000s. Before our talk begins, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this humble little project. And if it strikes your fancy, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at N-O-G-P underscore pod, P-O-D. Listen to our talk now. Thanks for taking him, Seth. No, no problem. I can't imagine what you're going to do without each other next year. Evan told me you didn't get into Dartmouth. You going to miss each other? No, I don't miss each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. Me too. When I'm out partying. Go to school, boys. Bye. Take care of those. I never see you at parties or anything. Saturday was actually a crazy night for me. Seth's parents were throwing this party, like a get-together, cocktail casual. Wow. And then we went to a nightclub. You got in. We got right in. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) You would have loved it. Get my brand new fake ID. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? Doesn't even have a first name, it just says McLovin! This guy's either gonna think, here's another kid with a fake ID, or here's McLovin, the 25-year-old Hawaiian organ donor. I am McLovin. Hello, Mindy. Um, okay. I'm gonna need to see some identification. Makes me feel young again. Ethnically, was he like, like, uh, African? Was he African? No. He was like you. He was Jewish. So we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. Tonight is our last party as high school people. You know when you hear a girl saying like, oh, I was so gone last night, I shouldn't have slept with that guy. We could be that mistake. Engage. Hey, Becca. I love you. I love you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we say it more often? I just want to go to the rooftops and scream, I love my best friend, Evan. Boop. You're like the coolest person that's ever talked to me, and I blew it. Come on, you didn't blow it. I think maybe. After a long struggle to get the technology set up on both ends, we only live two hours away from each other, but, you know, technology. We're here. I'm here with my friend Chasneen. Um, I'll probably go over in the intro to how we know each other, but we met on a people to people, not sponsored trip. Um, do you want me to say how many years ago? Or are you going to be talking? Sure. Yeah. No. 18 Thanks. years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right before high school. Between eighth grade and high school. Yep. Um, you know, pivotal year. 
much like the people in the movie we're about to describe. And then we were AIM friends for like a year or two, Mm -hmm. dropped off. Mm -hmm. And then I don't think you remember this, but it's hilarious because you were the one who recognized me. We were both at an accepted student's day at a college and crossed paths. And I don't know if you said like Ruby and I turned around or something, or if it was, we like found each other on Facebook afterward. I think it was the latter because I know me as an 18 year old and I was way too awkward to to go, Hey, we know each other. Right. (laughs) And I would rather just draft what I want to say to you (laughs) on the internet. Keyboard warrior. (laughs) Yeah. Reach out that way and be like, Hey, I wasn't sure, but were you at UVA accepted students day? And yeah, it was, um, it was nice to reconnect after all those years. I like completely by chance. Completely too. by chance or by fate, depending on your perspective. We were meant to find each other again. And mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. we had a, a bunch of your friends went to college with me. So then we would hang out there. And then we also had our like annual amusement park reunion, which I don't know how we decided that was our thing because you wouldn't have striken me as like, let's go on roller coasters. But luckily you I are. wasn't until I met you. You. yeah I think because one of oh. the one of the first times we um decided to meet up during or maybe after college was to go to an amusement park and you were like let's just go on this and I was in that phase of my life where I'm like I'm young I should take risks I should go on a <laughs> roller coaster that goes upside down <laughs> so yeah I'll say yes to anything and discover that I really liked it and told you that and so we just decided that was going to be our annual meetup activity yeah yeah I think I think peak reunion was our 10-year anniversary with the handmade tinfoil crowns yep as if yep. we were a married couple our anniversary our anniversary and remember the parking lot attendant was like cool crowns and we're like thank you so much yep we are cool thank you yeah thick as fuck and then yeah that point in my life where I pretended that I was okay with strangers coming up to me and (laughs) making fun of my attire (laughs) I don't think they were I think they they weren't it it was like a stoner from NorCal they definitely liked it (laughs) they were like damn what I think of that yep nope when we totally beat Nick and Schmidt to it on the 10th anniversary celebration (laughs) would you (laughs) oh this is easy you're Nick and I'm Schmidt right easily yeah Yeah. (laughs) okay just easily easily Uh uh-huh uh-huh I'm a little too I'm a little too desperate and eager and always trying to come up with catchphrases that won't stick (laughs) yeah and I'm a little too like (laughs) (laughs) and I enjoy doing nothing and eating so Nick is very on brand for me yeah Yeah, the grumpy just getting angry at grumpy old men because we also put (laughs) maybe the Luke Danes of Gilmore Girls so yep Yep. You, you have a type spoiler she's not an old white man <laughs> i'm just gonna throw that out there since this is i am on the inside you my voice can sometimes be mistaken as <laughs> that of an older man so <laughs> <laughs> so it's important to just throw that out there before we start so we're gonna talk about super bad tonight and this was like the this was the first r-rated movie i got to like go to the movie theater and see like I remember it being like the summer before I shouldn't have I would have a late birthday but anyway I got there and 
<laughs> I was like, Ooh, look at me, look at me with this, you know, saucy movie. I was already a little too precocious as we know. So it's not like, you know, I should have been watching like, I don't fucking know, like the Kaminsky method before it came out, <laughs> you know, like looking <laughs> for like old ass men at this point by 17. But I remember being like, this is like our teen film, you know, cause we had like only the nineties movies really for like teen movies. Yeah. And so I remember being like, well, this is our version of like a, not of a clueless, but of a, you know, like this is our movie. Like other people had fast times and breakfast club and all that. Super bad was our, our jam. Yeah. Yeah. I think super bad was our, I guess American pie came out before we were in high school. So it yeah, wasn't we were really young. our high school movie. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was definitely our high school movie. And all of our high school movies I don't remember all of the movies about high school that came out when we were in high school. I didn't find very relatable. Um, and I didn't find super bad relatable either because I remember after the first 15 minutes sitting in the theater thinking, I fucking hate this movie. I need to leave. <laughs> I hated this movie the first time I saw it because um at that point, I was a really sheltered Catholic schoolgirl. <laughs> you know, like who yeah. Just... I based on who I know from your school and what I've heard about your school, yeah, I can definitely see it being like this isn't this isn't how people act. <laughs> These are no, trash cans. <laughs> no, and that I think that's that's partially why as I got older and rewatched the movie several times, I found it to be so enjoyable was because it for me it was it was escapism. I didn't yeah. watch it thinking, oh my God, I'm seeing myself on screen or I'm seeing the boys in my high school on screen. I watched it and thought, um, oh, this is such a different, this is such a different experience than one that I've had. And it gave me a lot of insight into the teenage male Other lifestyles. Psyche. Yeah. <laughs> Other lifestyles. The, like, the straight teenage male lifestyle, you know, of being thirsty bitches. Because at that point, <laughs> all of my male friends were very sweet, academic minded. Maybe they were thinking about sex and booze, but they definitely weren't talking about it with me. You know? no, I mean, and <laughs> like in this movie, they weren't talking about it with the girls. They were just talking about no. it with each other. Exactly. Yeah. I have like uh, not the quite opposite. I would say my friends weren't this obvious. Like I can't picture one of my friends, the fake ID, although I do know some people, but you know, like being nervous about, it, I feel like they just acted cool when they did stuff like that. Um, but like when um, Emma Stone's character Jules is like, well, I have an older brother. Like I've heard all the nastiest shit. Um, you've met my dad. Uh, so growing up with him and growing up like around the U S military, I've, heard a lot of nasty things and it's like Colin also America's older brother <laughs> yeah. oh my god he would love that um and probably think so for sure and like was definitely like my guy friends were always like your dad's so cool I'm like <laughs> oh fuck great awesome love it yeah and so I grew up hearing like lewd stuff my whole life so I think I was just like yeah guys are gross and then like I had definitely had kind of these guys as friends where it was like, they weren't, and they weren't talking to me about this, but they were just, you know, like dorky and just like wanting to have a girlfriend and wanting to be cool. And, and also like, I went to a school where like, it wasn't necessarily predetermined you were going to college. Like 
Mm. They were people who had like all sorts of life paths. So it was like generally relatable. And then watching it back now, I was like, I'm glad that they casted people who are mostly actual teenagers because it just felt, you know, as close as it could be to realistic um, in that sense where it's like, um, and you sent me that one article and you sent me several articles about this film. I only read the first one that you sent a few weeks ago, but how they said like, you know, it it's literally how kids talk versus like, yeah, when you have the hyperverbal people that are like over intellectualizing everything. And I was like, yeah, this is as stupid as they sounded sometimes when they're like, what the fuck, fuck that, fuck you. I'm like, but yeah, that's kind of like how people just talked. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's- it made me laugh because it reminded me of people when I was in school. Uh-huh, for sure. And I think that's one of one of the things that I really liked about it when I first saw it. One of the very few things I liked about it when I first saw it was the way that they talked because that is how we talked with each other. And you will notice in, or I noticed in a lot of the dialogue, they were just always yelling. Everything was very heightened. And that is so <laughs> what being a teenager is about. Every situation that you're in has very high stakes. It's life or death. It's life it's or death. all or nothing. Exactly. Um, and I remember being that intense about dumb shit. You know? Oh, yeah. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> over yeah. the top, like you said. And that's like what I did take away. It was like always out of all of them, it was jonah hill absolutely like everything every single thing was so emphatic and i was weak every time because it was like he really meant it from the bottom of his soul like good bad or otherwise oh for sure and and (laughs) watching it from a 32 year old's eyes i'm thinking man you guys are just exhibiting different aspects of anxiety (laughs) yeah you hit it with that mental health lens Because at this point, we weren't talking about that stuff. And that's all the youth seem to be talking about now, you know, is the mental health struggles they're, oh, they're experiencing right now. But when when we were 17, it was just being 17. Like you were Black, just like, frantic all the time. of ourselves from like a high angle. From a high angle. With, with the in a bathroom bangs. with heavy eyeliner, <laughs> side bangs, and a zip up hoodie from Hot Topic if your mom let you. Exactly. And I one thing that I one thing that I noticed as I was watching it um, today was that these guys are so in their heads and dramatic in the (laughs) ways that a lot of teenage girls are in their heads and dramatic in movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of nice. It was nice to see that only because in teen movies that were coming out at that point, I feel like the guys were always portrayed as like super cool headed and rational and the or girls like were the ones that were bringing the anything. drama yeah. yeah exactly um or asian nerds so <laughs> <laughs> so it was good it was nice to see it was nice to see a bunch of teenage boys freaking the fuck out because i thought i was the only one freaking the fuck out that way in high school <laughs> well i don't know if it was like if i was biased watching this knowing i was going to do this with you because we do have like a lot of ridiculous memories from the beginning of college with like visiting each other and stuff. And we know that one night, (laughs) but like in general, just like where our heads were at. And I felt like there where their heads were at. Like I knew that guys felt like this too, but it was just nice. It was not nice, but it was like 
reaffirming because sometimes you don't know if you like your memory is deceiving you or not like oh yeah I remember having these like insecurities or doing that dumb shit and like and that it was very inconsequential but in that moment you feel like oh my god what did I do it's never gonna be fixed again and like anxiety as you said yeah over the course of like 24 hours and it's it's the pressure you put on yourself as a senior in high school or a freshman in college to have experiences yeah you know like have an identity have like you know yeah know what's going on so you're not behind right exactly and and to be able to say oh I did x y and z by the time I went to college like you know they're one of their conversations uh one of the conversations between Seth and Evan was all about how you need to have sex before you get to college so that by the time you get to college you're good at it like who this is a made-up role you know this came out of your ass no there are people who have sex for several years and I'm still not good at it and you know that was near the beginning of the movie and I'm thinking to myself like yeah you guys definitely were not raised in the shame-based faith like I was (laughs) that is not where my head was at at all no faith no faith at all because I think all faiths (laughs) bring shame around the premarital sex for sure. The very first sequence is them talking about the porn sites that they want to subscribe the subscri- to. That brought me back in time. I was just yeah. like, oh, wow. Like, I remember I do have a guy friend um, that I've known since high school. And I remember him in high school saying, like, he couldn't do something for his homework because his computer was filled with downloads. And then explained <laughs> what? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's OK. All right. Yeah all right bud very of its time yeah and then now it's like you can like you can open other social media apps and get porn when you weren't even seeking it out yep Yep. half the views on my instagram stories are like weird porn bots yeah exactly you had to work for it back then and i think it made it more more valuable yeah now they can't now they don't know how good they are right right like they're talking about using their parents credit cards to subscribe to porn sites (laughs) what'll be like the least obvious right (laughs) Um, absolute teenagers yeah but you know going going back to what we were talking about putting so much importance on experiences that turn out to be not that big of a deal yeah um yeah I I definitely relate to their attitude I I me as a freshman in college definitely I was like that where I was like okay I'm in college now I got to do all these things that you're supposed to do in college yeah it's like and, sex alcohol drugs school everything like right. I have to I have to achieve every unlock every level right and it's it's too much pressure you're putting on yourselves to obviously you're gonna make some seriously crazy fuck-ups and make every situation into something life or death you know exactly. um like getting trying to get a hold of alcohol the adventure that you have to go through to do that <laughs> The way that they did that, I feel like that's why I didn't, well, there's a lot of reasons I didn't drink in high school, but like, I could not imagine that stressor. I also like Mm -hmm. lived in a town where parents would buy it for children. So, you know, we didn't really have a lot of good examples. My mom, you know, you know, my mom, she didn't let me out of the house for shit. So here I was. Yeah. I'm such a little brat. I'm always like, I could have been worse. Like I knew the people, but 
Oh, she was scary. She is scary. It's her birthday. Happy birthday to her scary ass. Oh, happy birthday, <laughs> Vicky. We love you. <laughs> you still scare me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was super relatable. And like, at first I thought I was going to, I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch it. And it's going to have like aged really badly. You know, like that's the thing we're all obsessed with, right? Like what can't yeah. be anymore? And there were moments of that, but overall, like the things that they were doing was like true to the time and the age, you know, yeah. in terms of how they were talking. I feel like the only thing where I was like, oh, we may not have gone as far was like the whole cop situation. Yeah. I didn't realize how long they were. I was like, the thing about me is like, I don't watch so much like men fronted stuff. Like I'm very biased. Like I like everything that's like female fronted and pink and glittery. And like, that's my shit. Obviously I have a lane. And so like, I was always interested in like when the other girls were going to show up in the movie. So I like forgot about how fucking long Seth Rogen and Bill Hader are in this movie. Yeah. The cops. I was like, y'all are still here. I thought the whole second half. Yeah. They are a good like third of this movie. Yep. <laughs> and I had definitely just forgotten about them completely. And also they yeah. were so young. That was crazy. So young. Uh, Seth Rogen actually looked healthy and vital. <laughs> you know it was before he had like free drugs at all (laughs) right because this is like the beginning of his reign the cops storyline i found to be hilarious viewing it through a 2022 lens because they are truly incompetent power-hungry idiots you know and back then that was kind of a gag but now that's just kind of how we see cops you know yeah so it's it's funny if you're 32 years old and watching it and um thinking about how that has changed over time whereas Mm -hmm. if you're a teenager now and watching it you're like yeah these are just cops like these aren't caricatures (laughs) of cops these are cops. how they are yeah just how they are amazing power exactly yeah generally being complete morons and using excessive force and (laughs) (laughs) there's that there's one scene where when when they're when they're dragging mclovin out of the house um that uh one of one of their classmates spits on bill Hader's character and bill Hader just whacks him in the head with a club and you if you did that shit now there would be a whole fucking inquest oh yeah everybody would have had their well everyone would have been recording mclovin getting fake arrested for yeah. like you know their lives and stuff and then when that hit happened then that would have gone viral yeah trial that would have become a social justice movement right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> because he had a white guy one, one thing that i was reading um about the cop characters in particular seth rogan said that a lot of cops came up to him have come up to him over the years and told him that they became cops because of the movie and he, his response to that was, wow, I hate this. This is despicable. You guys completely misunderstood what we were trying to say about cops, you know? But, like, that's so yeah. on brand for exactly that type of person. It you know? is. Like, because, you know, there's those people who watch these movies and they're like, yeah, I want to be just like this character. You know, like when people watch, like, Billy Madison or The Water Boy or something, too. And yeah. you just, like, want to be idiots. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm sure he has claims about his commentary on cops, but I doubt he was really trying to do anything too deep besides say like the same gags that we used to all the time. Cause like, sure. We had like at my high school, we had, you know, a, an officer. Um, I don't know what Cal, you know, what level, I don't know his rank, 
or his purpose, except it was like, you know, to keep decorum. And it was just one. And he would just kind of like be around and we knew him by name, but like, we would do horrible things like in the parking (laughs) lot and stuff. And he wouldn't even get out of his car. He would talk out of the speaker. Like one of my friends, we'd like dance on our cars and we, (laughs) he would be in his car. Yeah. Again, we didn't spend too much time together while we were in high school. (laughs) Um, He was like, He'd be like, guys, guys, please get out. Please get off. I don't want to get out. Please just, please just go home. Go home, you guys. You don't have to do this. It, who? You're only hurting yourself. Like, he like, was so reticent to do anything. Oh, my like, God. He was that gag of, like, coffee and donuts and just, like, immobile and set it lethargic. You know what I mean? And And I don't, and he was just there we don't yeah. know like because our school wasn't super violent or like super any you know like we were really inappropriate like and again me thinking I misremembered but I confirm it with everyone I went to high school with like we were those kids where you're like how did they get away with that stuff and it was just <laughs> like they our school did not care like as long as you like did your homework and didn't do it in public like if we went to a conference they were like okay lock it up lock it up like if we were in our school halls it was like yeah go be a fucking animal we don't care just don't hit each other or something yeah yeah there's so many adults like impregnating each other (laughs) (laughs) you know there was a lot of babies made but but no violence you know so yeah that nice wholesome high school experience it was very grease the adults in your high school were just choosing their battles at that point most of them are still there yeah they're very smart people and they're very memorable like a lot of us know them now because I mean, it's a small town too, but yeah, yeah. What a time. It, it's funny because the cops, Bill, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen are the only adults in the movie who have any significant screen time, yeah. right? Like all the other adults in the movies, uh, in the movie are flash. just part of the background or um, complete morons. And that's when you're a kid, that's just kind of how you yeah that's the point of view yeah either they're getting in your way or they don't matter at all (laughs) so it's funny to see their characters because they're such goofballs they're basically children themselves um but watching it as an adult now I'm like oh that's such it's it's even though they're idiots they have a very healthy male friendship Mm -hmm. and it mirrors the very healthy male friendship that Seth and Evan have you know yeah oh yeah 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 like the cops with the characters yeah they're they're another twosome I um was also thinking (laughs) I like the scene where (laughs) they're in the bar with McLovin and (laughs) (laughs) they were talking about like where you need to meet your wife or something (laughs) like you don't meet her at a bar you meet her at like a spin class or a farmer's market pumpkin pumpkin patch patch, given the depending on time of year And then he's like, you meet fucking whores at the bars. <laughs> and then he's like, like my first wife. And I just, they do. He's actually like, a whore. I, I like just forgot how many good bits that they do where it's like not a one-liner. It's more just like the flow of the conversation is just really good. And like you yeah. said, the teenagers were so like teenaging. Um, like Michael Sarah, I forgot. I feel like I had a weird crush on Michael Sarah because this was like the super bad mm-hmm. Juno Nick and Nora run so like I was like yeah, yeah we love a soft dork oh I, no for I sure on a toxic path 
Well, that was that was the that was the hot guy archetype when we were 17. <laughs> you know, the soft it was sad that boy. or Zach Efron. Yeah, that or Zach Efron, but even Zach Efron was kind of a soft sad boy if you really thought about it. Like he wasn't your oh, classic yeah. non-emotive jock, you know. Yeah. Um he also and said. yeah, I I too had a crush on Michael Sarah. It was it's kind of gross thinking about it now, you know. <laughs> no, when you look back, you're like, God, it was like, it was like Michael Sarah, and then I think we had like Joseph Gordon Lovett in Five Hundred Days. Yeah, even though right. the character sucks, like he was cute, and so we were just into like scrawny soft boys. Well, Michael um, Sarah was Michael Sarah's character, um, was every single dorky dude at my high school. Just he he. All of the dorky guys at my high school were exactly like him in that they just couldn't interact with a female without getting so <laughs> flustered that they said dumb shit or accidentally punched you in the boob and, you know, didn't react appropriately after the fact. Just, just like every response he had to Becca when they were hooking up, I was like, <laughs> I was just sent like when he was like, at least you have a smooth chest. <laughs> like, or maybe you would also have a smooth cock if you had one too. Like, oh my god, why? that one destroyed <laughs> me. That destroyed me because you know the only the only reason he's saying shit like that is because he's so in his head. And he, he just yeah, cannot he act he natural. He can't yeah. think. Yeah, and then she's doing like her what she thinks is a sexy voice. Also, just like yeah. My memories flooded slash just like the hilarity of like just knowing those times you know what I mean like it was just we're far enough removed where it's like can be laughed at yeah um if I were younger I'd be a little upset no totally <laughs> but you know you you will you will appreciate this because you and I both have public health backgrounds but I was looking at the scenes where um Evan and Becca were hooking up and the parallel scene where Seth and Jules are talking out in the in the driveway yeah and I saw those as very educate I don't want to say educational because that just sounds really stupid <laughs> but I think that those are really helpful for a teenager to modeling, see, right? modeling yeah it's very good yeah. modeling because in the in the sex scene with with, with Evan and Becca he's like I don't, this doesn't feel right. We're both drunk. Why did we feel like we needed to get wasted to do this? That should have been red flag number one. Yeah. Um, and then when Jules is talking to uh, Seth and saying like, I don't really want to do this while I'm, while you are wasted, it just seems wrong. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, good, good. And for the fact you. that she also doesn't drink. I feel like that was yes. nice to have someone who didn't drink as well exactly because when you are that age when I was that age I did feel like I had to be under the influence of something to be able to do things that made me nervous you know yeah um the liquid courage as it were the liquid courage and it it all it inevitably always made everything 10 times more dramatic and worse than it actually was in real life it, well it's <laughs> like it'll send you in a spiral like and I think everyone feels this way at this point like um, you know, we don't drink as much as we used to, if at all, like when I drink, nothing has happened. Like I'm either like, you know, with a couple of friends or, you know, I had like a couple glasses of wine one night or something. And I still wake up with that PTSD of like, what did I do? Yeah. Like, there were so many times, 
you know, 12 years ago where it was like, what did you do? And then you had to go mm-hmm. find it on Facebook, which my own. Yep. Choices, yep. choices, choices, or your cell phone or whatever. Um, so it's like sometimes you just don't need that. I was like public health wise and like female pleasure wise, very happy about condoms and lube. I was like, yeah. come on, knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared. Like when, you know, uh, what was his name in it? His name was Seth. I keep getting confused that like Jonah Hill is because of the <laughs> yeah. Seth about. Um, when Seth was just like pissed and jealous, clearly, and he like slapped it out of his hand. I was like, you don't fucking need that. And I'm like, you better go pick that shit up. Yes, you do. Like, yeah, go get it. Right. And, and watching it now, I'm like, oh, he got upset because basically Evan made him look like an idiot because mm-hmm. he hadn't thought of that stuff. There's a reason two of them are going to Dartmouth and one of them's going to state is all I'm going to say. Cause yeah. Two of them had well, the move and one of them didn't. Let's be careful about equating intellectual intelligence. I mean, academic intelligence with uh, emotional intelligence, but I feel like Michael Sarah's character was just also emotionally intelligent. Oh, because, absolutely. Cause you have, you know, and you have McLovin in the halfway where it's yeah. academic, but not emotional. He's like the yeah. meet the middle of the spectrum now. Yeah. Um, they did a like you said they did a very good job with uh, Michael Sarah's character of like mm-hmm. like I love when they're toasting he's like cheers to respecting women <laughs> things were like <laughs> I think you and I based on like who we are and like who we were around like it wasn't news to us to hear people talk like that yeah but probably then it was still kind of like oh that's an idea you know what I mean like to yeah. be that progressive because I'm we'll get to it later where like some parallels to book smart where they're like Jenna Hill's little sister Beanie Feldstein is like quite a parallel of a movie but um that movie came out in 2019 and it was crazy because when you watch the elements of the movie like again would have made sense to us but I mm-hmm. think people watching it after 2020 are like oh shit like yeah. they need, like the war in 2020 sticker and that must have been filmed like two years earlier and again, just talking about protesting and all this stuff that now is just like in the, whatever you call that public domain. Question. For sure. And I, 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 I could be wrong. I've not seen every movie ever made, but super bad felt like the first teen movie I saw where they didn't romanticize getting wasted and hooking up or making it feel like that's the fun part of being a teenager. Like that was like check. Yeah. Mobile. Like, yeah. The fact whether or not it happened wasn't like, the success yeah exactly and and it actually they actually did a really good job of showing how complicated it can be in the moment and how you can make it out to be something really significant in your head and feel like in order to hook up you have to get drunk but when you're in the situation emotionally you feel uncomfortable uncomfortable yeah Yeah. and you don't see that in other movies teen movies coming out of that time that was just like what happened yeah that was the logical conclusion to all the storylines like we were the our generation was the beginning of the angsty teen movie (laughs) they tried to make it too real and then there were like all those movies about people that were terminally ill so they went like real far left so now everyone's on antidepressants then they went dystopian so we're just like we started something Mm -hmm. and by we i mean seth rogan right (laughs) (laughs) this movie we just happened to be the right age so do you have like any particular standout scenes you can just deliver them here yeah sure I mean the opening sequence has to be one of the best opening sequences <laughs> of all time it's just them dancing in silhouette 
to a really great song. <laughs> I know. The music's so good. So good. And it really set the tone for the rest of the movie because it's silly. It's upbeat. You can tell just from the dancing what their personalities are going to be like <laughs> and message. also how close they are. Yeah, I, I loved it. And the I thought music, like the 70s music theme carrying over into the rest of the movie, I also found to be really interesting. It's not something I noticed until I watched it today, where most of the songs in the movie are from the 70s, except yeah. for when they are at the adult party where it's like a bunch of Pearl Jam sounding shit. And then when they're at the party with their peers, which is just like contemporary music at the time. So I don't know what they were trying to do there. I'm not going to try and like um, interpret that too. Give the film studies analyses. Yeah. I just thought it was a really nice, really nice theme. I wonder too, like, because I felt like Booksmart did the same thing. Like they had actually, and again, it's like completely different people writing it, creating it. So it's just kind of, kind of weird. Like there has to be something where separately, like the people who created these movies, like, I don't know if the seventies seemed like the most like freewheeling kind of high school vibe or something, because like the wardrobes in both two are like, you know, cause like the wardrobe is like pretty plain in this movie save like the shirt that Jonah Hill has to borrow from Evan's dad or whatever. Um, Which is and, 70s in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that one. And then. Oh my God, uh, that vest. McLovin's vest. Oh no, not the Aladdin vest. <laughs> the Pinocchio vest. <laughs> he he looked like, like Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> um, but, and then Emma Stone's outfit at the party is pretty contemporary. Like it's just yeah. like a strapless kind of like tunic-y thing with like the denim skirt and some like knee-high boots. boots with the riding flap or whatever. <sighs> I mean, what a fucking nightmare, but <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> Height of fashion in 2007, yeah. yeah. I was like, I sure as hell was wearing something in that family. <laughs> oh, I thought she looked super cool. Oh, and- yeah. Honestly, it will it will be fashionable in a year or probably. I think it's fashionable right now. Or it's like literally tomorrow is gonna be fashionable. (laughs) And we're gonna be like, well, yeah. I still have like I do I don't know why, like I had the instinct that the denim skirt would always be a thing. And so like that's the one clothing item I've kept over like 20 years is like my original old navy denim skirt Mm. (laughs) from like early odds. Doesn't fit quite the same, but it's there just for posterity in the archives. Oh God, you're brave. I threw out everything from that time in my life because I will never be able to fit into them. So I don't want to insult myself by even trying. (laughs) It's more for like a museum situation. I have that. And then I also have like a David Beckham jersey I got when we went to Europe for our student trip. Oh, wow. Definitely keep that. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Those are like my 2000s relics. (laughs) The other, the other thing that I, the other scene that really stood out to me this time that hadn't in previous viewings was, um, it almost seemed like a throwaway, but when they're, when Seth gets into Evan's car and, or sorry, when Evan gets into Seth's car and his mom is talking to them both and she was like, yeah, I heard you didn't get into Dartmouth (laughs) and they're both kind of dancing around how they feel about being separated, but that really just sets up the central emotional conflict of the whole movie (laughs) which I didn't realize before but that's kind of how I saw the rest of the movies like oh these guys are just kind of trying to figure out how they're going to fit into each other's lives 
that's why there's so much conflict Yeah. yeah no it's um elaborate the only thing I took away from that scene was um when Seth says like, man, I can't believe you got to suck on your mom's tits. And he goes, well, at least you got to suck on, <laughs> your, suck on your dad's tits. dick. <laughs> and I'm like, this explains our humor. Like, oh the my fact God. that these are the things we find funny. I, um, I had remembered when I was like watching it, the, when Evan is describing his cool Saturday night to Becca, yeah, it was really classy. And, you know, we just like had some wine and watched some programming and it's like the three of them losing their shit in someone's basement. I think his basement basement, and then going to his parents party. (laughs) And, um, and my absolute favorite is always uh, Seth in the home at class, losing it on the teacher. Yes. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry for cursing, but this is bullshit. Respectfully. Like everyone does this. <laughs> and then when he is cooking and he's jealous of Seth and his cooking partner and like Seth, or Evan painted the like powder yeah. <laughs> hat face on his partner. <laughs> like is the dumbest shit ever, but it will just like end me every time. Yeah, there's there's so much good stuff happening in that home ec uh, sequence. Like um, Seth yelling at his teacher, I could really relate to because I similarly disrespected all of my teachers yeah. in that way. <laughs> you know, like this yeah. is a joke. Respectfully, this fucking sucks. I don't. Sorry I don't for really cursing here. Yeah. <laughs> like he saw it as a waste of his time for different reasons than I saw things as a waste of my time because I was just a little shit who thought she was better than everybody. But in that in that particular instance, when I was watching it as a teenager. I'm like yeah stick it to the man but now as a 32 year old I'm like that teacher doesn't give a fuck dude you know the, the amount of bullshit you. that they get yeah <laughs> they're just like are like are you done amazing like please go sit down again yeah yeah and the the whole thing where he's looking over at Evan having just the best time <laughs> making tiramisu <laughs> with Maroki where it was like a couple <laughs> cooking class almost like that's a thing in high school isn't it like weren't you were, were you ever in a situation I definitely was but were you ever in a situation where you wanted to be partners with somebody you didn't get to be partners with them and then you were just so jealous about having about not being able to have fun with the person you wanted to be with and being stuck with this idiot that you're with currently I definitely had those oh. moments all the time I'm sure I did like I don't recall but also you know me like I'll just be like okay well you're my friend for the next hour <laughs> like <laughs> deal with me you know what I mean like if anything someone else is probably like someone else was suffering at being my partner because I was like well we're best friends for the next 42 minutes and then I'm never speaking to you again respectfully like <laughs> <laughs> respectfully I said respectfully okay <laughs> no I actually that I don't know if it came from that movie but that's like a thing that I've done my whole life is like I will say something extremely offensive or like very pointed and then I'll just add respectfully at the end because I'm like you know your opinion fucking sucks and I would never fucking do that but it's your life respectfully respectfully yeah and people are like just because you say that I'm like no because I say that (laughs) I'm okay with whatever you choose to do as stupid as it is I'm just saying that could never be me respectfully and that's actually also my email signature I think we discussed this when you were here last that my signature block just says respectfully no that's no warm regards that's so loaded (laughs) (laughs) I just want people to know it's such a sinister tone (laughs) respectfully fuck you (laughs) respectfully ruby mph (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. What the other thing about that whole that whole scene that I really love makes me laugh every time is when Fogel walks into the classroom and the teacher goes, Fogel, hi. hi. <laughs> if you're not in this class, please leave. Fogel. <laughs> Hi, my teachers <laughs> definitely had to fucking do that because my friend and I, especially senior year, um, we would leave our English class and go to like a terrible English class next door. That was like, you know, basic senior English where like they were just there to not get fined and they were terrible to their teacher and they would be like, Hey, and they'd say your name. And so then when we came back, our friends would be like, yeah, we could hear them call your name. Oops. Through the wall next door. Oops. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just, teachers have to do that to survive. That's public school, FYI. Yeah. Just, and she, and she's the only teacher that's in the movie, that right? Knowledge and context. That's what public, <laughs> that's what small town public school is like. You have to fucking yell at young people to get them motivated. Oh, yeah. No, I, I had those teachers in I guess you had none that like did the with the ruler, huh? No, at that point, corporal punishment was illegal, unfortunately, because a lot of people really deserved it. But um, (laughs) yeah, no, we had teachers who they would be they would be assholes to you, but it would feel more significant because it they made you feel like you were gonna go to hell for misbehaving because that's Catholic school, you know. (laughs) yeah so I never misbehaved and whenever I saw other people misbehave I'm like oh my god you're you're going to hell with OJ which is which is another reason why I when I first saw this movie I just couldn't relate to these characters I'm like you guys are not you guys are not walking in the path of christ like everything that you're thinking about and planning that's crazy because i find it so hard to picture you thinking that way (laughs) i wasn't even religious it's just that that i was so intimidated into thinking that way yeah i'm not thinking of it in the context of of religion and salvation i'm just saying like oh the catholic school that catholic faith made me feel like all of these things are bad. So if I yeah. do them in my life, I am bad. And okay. everything that these boys are doing <laughs> is bad. Was not walking with Christ. <laughs> not walking with Christ, you know? And like the the shit that, that Seth was doing, miming sex with Jules. Oh, yeah. In the home ex scene, I found to be so disrespectful at the time, but was cackling this time yeah, around. Yeah, you knew something. You knew deep. Oh, this time around. I thought you were, yeah. you were cackling the first time no 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 I was so offended I'm like oh my god you're not respecting her as a woman and (laughs) (laughs) and now you're like that shit is hilarious (laughs) yeah all you're thinking about is sex you're an animal you're not even thinking about her as a human being yeah just dumb stuff you're objectifying her yeah exactly but yeah that that entire that all of the stuff that happened in that home like thing was the best that's one of the highlights I forgot about the dick drawing story like what a fucking saga to have is like your backstory and it's so true like um I don't this is I don't know what's wrong with my brain for this specific reason not the other ones but just like in terms of memories like my friends will be like you know you'll bring up somebody from our high school and someone will be like oh I hated her because she 
you know, one time said that my skirt was ugly or blah, 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 you know, like insulted them or, you know, perhaps bullied them. But like, you know, once when they were in seventh grade and again, we're like, Mm-hmm. you know and it's so removed from my mind and maybe like selfishly it's like well I was never bothered by anyone and if I was like I can't it, it I don't remember it at all so like there's no one who I like see online and I'm like oh that person who harmed me but like people are like uh Seth's character in that movie where he's like fuck Becca like for exposing my dick drawing <laughs> like you know yeah. when you're like eight years old and it's like that trauma and it's so real because again to this day my friends will be like fuck that girl and I'm like Shh. for that one thing that happened that one yeah. thing that happened at like a very sensitive moment in time and maybe again it's my luck at like moving around a lot so yeah. I was never like in the forefront of anything I mean that that showed up again in the movie with Dave Franco's character right where he... Which Dave Franco in this? Yeah, movie. I know. I Let's did not remember Dave that Franco's at all. <laughs> I was like, look at Dave Franco working an honest job so young. Yeah, but his his whole character his character's reputation was that he peed himself in fourth grade, <laughs> and Seth goes, "People don't forget." <laughs> it's so true. But that is what that is like. That's, that's how we probably why so yeah. my <laughs> childhood. You know. <laughs> Like, I, I think about that now where there are people who I remember solely because of the embarrassing things that happened to them. Aww. And I wonder if people remember me for something embarrassing. I, God, I hope not. If they do, I've, I've scrubbed it from my brain. But right, like when you're when you're remembering or when you're thinking back onto your time in uh, elementary definitely... middle school high school people have reputations for the embarrassing shit that they did or that happened to them and people will always remember how they met you even yeah. if they end up liking you later they will always remember how they met you I right. have that I have that issue more with college where like now people will see me and be like oh you're ready to get lit or like you're crazy <laughs> and I'm like not anymore <laughs> like, not that I can't hang or something but just like I was 18 19 like I was I was just like somebody who shouldn't be given like wild abandon to do stuff because I like set no limits for myself. Like that's just a general problematic personality trait. (laughs) So, you know, that went into like anything to do with college. And so now, you know, like we were at a wedding, it was like a Sunday night. My friend was like, you ready to rip? And I was like, it's literally Sunday night and I'm so exhausted. Like I will have, and like, if alcohol doesn't taste good, I don't drink it. Like, yeah I'm ready to go to sleep it's 10 30 like you know but people I like I definitely get that feeling like when I go back to like if I go to homecoming or different things where it's like acquaintances who just like know you through a person or met you just the one time I get a look and I'm like yeah I used to be a fucking terrorist I know I'm like people people grow up (laughs) yeah I don't regret I don't regret my acts to be quite honest but I'm also 31 now. Oh. Yeah. I don't I don't either. I think I just look back and think I didn't have to be that much of a dick. Oh, all the time. I'm always <laughs> like, know? God, 2009, I was a real big asshole. That was yeah. my year of just Same. setting things on fire to watch it burn, quite honestly. That was it was fun. interesting for me that all these years, I thought Seth and Evan and McLovin were the like losers of their high school 
But actually, if you watch it, it's kind they're of like very they're, normal. Yeah, they're in this weird liminal space, I guess, where they're not cool, but the cool kids talk to them and clearly like them. Um, yeah. And there's that one guy that bullies them, but I think that was more because he just is a bully to everybody and less yes. because he's cool guy, yes. you like, know? And he may not even necessarily be considered cool. He just had yeah. attitude. Yeah. I noticed that too, where it's, it's like one of those schools where just everybody knows each other and they're, you know, there's groups, but they're not necessarily like cliques that don't overlap. Yeah. And it was very different from, again, if it, from other teen movies of that day where everyone was in, a separate group there was no cross-pollination between them that was also not my experience at my school where yeah there were people who I guess you could consider them nerds or whatever but no one like there was no cool group and nerdy group there was just like there's no shoving people in lockers and, yeah none of that I mean you can't talk to there that was, person yeah 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 exactly um so I thought that was kind of nice because I i feel like I occupied that space in my high school where I wasn't uncool but I wasn't going to parties you know like all those all those uh little lines of dialogue where the girls were like I never see you at parties that was such a funny funny through line where they were just like really I've just never seen you out before (laughs) (laughs) like and it was just like weird to them yeah I I agree um my school was like there were groups of people who had similar interests, but it was never like you couldn't go sit at a different table or talk to someone a different day if you wanted to. Like nobody was going to like lose their shit over it. Yeah. And then, but maybe I had like an idealistic view, but overall, you know, like there were some people who weren't nice people. Like we just said, like that yeah. guy, um, but we weren't like, oh yeah, that's who we want to be. And it wasn't like they were like that to everybody. Unfortunately, they were like that to some people. Right. And yeah. Seth is a bully if you really think about it, you know? <laughs> He's a bully to his own friend. To his own friends. And and purely out of desperation. Purity, yeah. Yeah. He just like can't. Yeah, the whole like I had forgotten about the Dartmouth thing. I forgot that like um, you know, Evan and McLovin are gonna be roommates and that that was like a source of tension and all the stuff. And then you find out later, like. Seth had writ- read the housing form, so he just knew it all along, was just, like, being passive-aggressive. Yeah. Like, what kind of fucking drama? Like, this is way too much. Um, but it's true. Like, it's funny. They did, like, the sleepover scene at the end where they're, like, just saying that they love each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, I wonder if people, if guys do that. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, Maybe I had that same. I, I, remember- I didn't know if that was more for the fun of it or that that's something that happens I think that I think that happens now I don't know to I I don't know if it was played up as a comedy bit yeah back then because we just were not used to guys relating to each other in that way openly yes um but I remember thinking to myself like oh this is so sweet this is how my female friends and I talk to and relate to each other and it's nice to see two idiot boys actually be real with each other for a second and be vulnerable with each other for a second even though they are wasted but you know if you're a teenage boy I think you have to be wasted to do that and they still are being honest you know like I I like I you know vary on that thing about like the drunk words are sober thoughts like sometimes they are sometimes they aren't 
mm-hmm. you know, but I think that regardless of drinking, like they, they meant what they said deep down, like it's, um, I always think of like when I would have sleepovers or like, um, you know, when you're in college or like on a trip with a friend for the first time, at least for girls and like, you're like, okay, good night. And the lights go off. And for some reason, like someone keeps talking and then all of a sudden you say like a bunch of things you really yeah want to say in the dark because, yeah because you're in the dark yeah you don't have to see anyone's facial reactions and then you're like hee 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 and then you just go to sleep yep and that's like your little bonus bonding is like all the secrets you said when the lights were out like yeah even in my 20s like, you can see how uncomfortable they get with it in the next morning where Seth feels like he has to follow up whatever they it was very about, much like, like your mom has big tits morning after yeah walk of shame situation yeah like, like oh shit i was vulnerable breakfast. yeah no yeah. It, it, i i think it was the first movie i remember seeing of boys my age being vulnerable with each other like that and i i've never i haven't seen american pie i don't know if the male friendships in that movie are like that and i, I don't remember any other once. high school movies yeah I having male once, friendships like that i don't think they did i highly doubt it yeah so it was nice and you could tell it was written by two friends right and not just by some like older actor yeah they really did it and um it was again that same article you sent me where they said like they had started writing it when they were like literally like 13 or 14 so they were really thinking of like what they were thinking about at that time and like what they would want to put out so it just felt really true true to that age versus like the heightened reality or like everyone seems like adults magically yeah. Um, their vocabulary and their knowledge and their fashions like everything was just very normal for the most part which was like I think probably just a relief for people to watch a movie and be like okay this is something that I find relatable yeah. um, I liked the mall like the little mall scene at the end where like everyone's like it's okay everything's okay you know what I mean and then like it was very cute how they like the girls you know manage you know how they're each gonna kind of pair off together um and handle that and then um their goodbye scene was just that was like a little too much for me but maybe that's just I have to work on my emotional openness you know um that I was getting secondhand stress from it I was like (laughs) y'all are gonna see each other tomorrow like it wasn't like when they were leaving for college it was just yeah but I think that made it real you know where yeah you could tell they had never hung out with girls on their own before yeah right ever that was the first time because that separation right. that he was real yeah and when Seth is looking back at Evan while he's going down the escalator to me I interpreted that as okay I really got to figure out how to navigate life without him because yeah. I'm doing it right now I'm yeah. gonna have to do it when I'm in college but that whole anxiety about like are you going to, am I going to stay close to my friends after I leave? I remember feeling that way because no one I knew was going to my school. And even my close friends didn't go to the same schools as each other. So we were all very. Yeah, they were all at different ones. All at different yeah. ones. But, and we never talked about it, but I think all of us were feeling a little, all of us were feeling a little unsure about how our relationships were going to go Aww. once we left. And it was, it was sad. So I kind of get that. I kind of get the, the sadness that he was feeling. Yeah. And the whole like, oh my God, you're my best friend. I depended on you for so much. And now I don't know what I'm going to do without you. But then you get to college and you meet new people and 
the people who stay in your life stay in your life for a reason you and I still talk you yeah know? I know well but so. it'll be like three years and I'll be like hey want to go on a trip somewhere <laughs> like we'll also just do like the deepest dive to yeah but for a reason exactly but when you're in high school you feel like you have to have all these friends and when you're an adult you realize it's really not quantity it's quality yes for sure but it takes college to weed all of the fat out of your life like it takes a lot of seasons I hate that phrase but no it's true you know like it takes a lot of like chapters in your life to be like like I remember having like all my first like real breakups and friend breakups and just being like damn I really didn't see that happening like that and then sometimes having to see the people like later and that's the more anxiety where you're just like god what is that going to be like and it Mm -hmm. weirdly is actually fine for the most part but you still never look forward to it and it's weird because you would have never pictured the day like you know me like my home is like a place for artifacts of the past but like I have like photo albums right and I like will look at you know if I'm looking for something and I'll see these pictures with people that I like you said I was like oh these are people that will be in my life forever and I'm not sad about it when I look back at it I'm like no I have really good memories of those people but it's just crazy that that's like something that's not ever being reopened again yeah and when you're when you're at that age like we were talking about before everything just feels all or nothing black and white yeah like so you feel like forever yeah or if we're gonna get separated we're never gonna be friends ever again or this close yeah. ever again and I think that's what was probably going through Seth's mind whereas the more emotionally intelligent Evan was probably like it'll be fine we're going to be yeah. physically apart, but we are still going to stay in touch. Seth definitely um, struggled more than Evan. Yeah, because I feel like he was more dependent on Evan than Evan was on on yes. um, Seth. So, yeah i I thought it was I thought that mall scene was so sweet, and also the way that they talked to the girls was very <laughs> sweet because they were yeah. so respectful. They took accountability <laughs> for the dumb things they did. You know, um, Seth Rogen teaching men how to treat women. <laughs> Who would have thought but can you imagine 17 year olds having that conversation it would never happen that would be a dream sequence like, <laughs> they would ignore each other until they graduated and then never speak to each other again yeah <laughs> I I think it, it just depends but yeah it's like 50 50 for sure like it just depends on the type of personality yeah I think, I think there are people who can which is really important like I think it should just be like, hey, that was stupid. Like, let's laugh it off and move on. And then, like you said, there's people who either don't broach it or they're like, you have scarred me for life. Don't ever talk to me. You know, like, don't cross this line yep. of speech. And it's just like, again, like we said, the theme of this, all or nothing. And I remember, like, that was probably my biggest struggle in college was, like, people not having, like, a gray area. Like, they was, like you said, like, that kind of high school view of, like, you have to conform to whatever was you were told is like okay and the right path and if you stray from that then like you're not it's like mormonism almost it's like how i felt like my college environment it's like, cap- like you were just like excommunicated, excommunicated from the temple <laughs> yeah like you strayed at any moment and i was like and you don't get invited back there's no no chance for forgiveness and repent whereas at least catholics as long as you tell them what you did you get forgiven every sunday <laughs> at least mm-hmm. that's how that's how an my excuse latino to act like a dick yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how my latino family is they're like well we confessed and we are saved <laughs> and then 
you know, singing the hymns the next Sunday and everything is joyful again. <laughs> joyful, joyful. <laughs> so I'm more used to the Catholic POV versus the Mormon. This sure. is not an actual commentary on um, stances on entire religion. No, but you know, whatever. I'm a recovering Catholic, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then just the lines were great. Like, um, I, Evan is my favorite. I loved when he was on the phone with Becca, and he was like, "I'm going to be there full throttle." Charlie's Angels too. <laughs> Obviously, is very <laughs> pointed to me. <laughs> I thought of you when he said that. I'm like, oh, okay. This is this is going to be a touchstone for Ruby for sure. Oh yeah, I was like, no wonder I had a crush on him. Like, absolutely. And um, um, Seth trying to pick out his clothes and saying that no one's ever had a hand job in cargo shorts since since Nam. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so stupid funny, and that's my favorite kind. It's just like when the like you said, the delivery of a line matters almost more than the line itself. Like you have to just say it with like the vigor and like conviction behind it. For sure, and so many of those you know are improvised. Oh, you know, especially with Michael Sarah, I feel like so much of what he said, it was just coming up on the fly (laughs) because it it sounds like it when he delivers the line that is part of his character, but it also feels very organic. And when he everything that he said just made me laugh so hard because I'm like, I remember being this awkward. And it's just him. Like, I think that was the joke used to be like, Michael Sarah just plays himself. Like, Mm -hmm. because it was, he was like that in that movie in June. I feel like maybe there was like a slight variation in Nick and Nora because I felt like he was weirdly the confident one and Kat Dennings was the less confident one. Yeah. Which like, you would not think so upon looking at them, but that's the story that was being told. We have to do that movie because that was also a For sure. I love that movie. I love it was the, the first movie, movie I saw in theaters in college. So it has a lot of significance to me. <laughs> I just remember being in a theater with my friends. And when that girl grabs her gum from the vomit and I yelled in the theater, like I didn't control myself. I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> People in the theater started like laughing slash telling me to shut up. <laughs> I was like so viscerally moved by, by that film. I do like the... I do like the parallel between Michael Sarah running away from the cops yes. in Superbad and then being a track star in Juno. Yes. I was like, oh, that's funny. That. Here's I a wonder sim if that's, moment. Yeah, like I wondered if that was intentional or not. But if it, probably not. regardless, like you have that tie now. Yeah. And this was like, it was like on most of them, I feel like their first big role, we had um, Christopher Mintz class as McLovin. I mean, he was like, I think he was the thing until Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. <laughs> I feel like McLovin was the vibe for two years and then The Hangover happened and we forgot about him. I mean, he kind of still feels like the vibe. There's so much shit for sale with his face on it, you know, really? with that fake ID on it. Yeah, I've seen, I still see people wearing McLovin t-shirts, young kids. Really? I'm like, oh, this is this is really resonating with you guys. I guess that's, that's like the Napoleon Dynamite of it all. Like that yeah. never I know everyone loves it. I never got it. Like I missed the boat on on him or her, however you want to gender the film. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like I just see people with the vote for Pedro shirts. I'm like, sure. Or it's yeah. like they have like the little picture of John Hader or Heater, however you say his name, like on the stage. I'm like, cute. Yeah, but I feel like McLovin had that staying power, and it I love the name. 
Yeah, it's the name, but it's also his whole vibe was so ridiculous. Like, this is the dorkiest person alive with the most unearned sense of confidence. Like, absolutely no reason for him to be as cocky as he was. But but he, you know, like, he was just unapologetically himself the whole time, and I loved it. He sure was. (laughs) He sure was. Like, every time he was like, chicken, chicken, yeah. 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 All those weird (laughs) things he kept saying, for sure. I think this movie made me say for sure, like for show. I can't even say it anymore because I'm an adult now. But like, <laughs> however that was said, I used to like, there's, I feel like a quote of me in my yearbook with that in there. And I'm just like. <sighs> I <Yeah>. loved when <laughs> uh, in the liquor store, when the cops are interviewing him, they go, how old are you? old enough Enough. (laughs) old enough for what (laughs) to party (laughs) that that's i can't believe we never said that in college because that's perfect yeah i i loved i loved everything that came out of that kid's mouth because you're like you're an idiot you're (laughs) such a little dork stop (laughs) i just love when he presents the id card and they're like are you an irish r&b singer like (laughs) why are you doing this (laughs) are you seal yeah, and um, how mad Seth gets, and he's like, "No, because it's a dumb fucking fairy tale fucking name." <laughs> it was between this and Muhammad. Why would it be Muhammad? <laughs> Why the fuck would it be? Muhammad's the most common Muhammad? name in the world. Read a book. <laughs> I know, man. Like that's more our speed of like read a fucking book. <laughs> I don't know if that. I I was wondering when that line came up if it was a commentary on how little diversity they had at their school. But I it was just a bit. Obviously, it's just a bit. But I found that to be hysterical. Um, well, I, I know like, multiple Mohammeds. Oh no, I I think it's, I think it's because so many places aren't diverse that it's like. Oh yeah, and they yeah, definitely like were not in a diverse town. That. Yeah, yeah. They're like you wouldn't know that because you don't know other people exist in like this planet. So. But that's how I learned that Muhammad was the most common name in the world through McLovin. And I looked it up later. I actually looked it I up I was going to ask. I was like, oh, I was like okay. as far as we know, that's the fact. But who knows if it is? Yeah. Oh, and then the last, like, memorable moment. And this is something I later witnessed in college, <laughs> which is wild. Is the scene where the girl gets period blood on Seth? Oh my god! Yeah, a girl at my school did that. Like a girl no, and I think we literally said, and again, maybe I created a bad memory for someone by saying she's super bad at on him. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but you know that she's gonna be. Well, that's as... why you don't drink. That's why you shouldn't binge drink. She's gonna be known as the girl who who did that now like that's going to be her reputation that people take away with them. no that girl did way worse things and then transferred out of our school after freshman year and I think better but yeah. um but that was the first memory of things that you did you I'll ask you later you might have met her um went to go change her tampon I guess and put a new one in and and did that on a gentleman's khakis after like a khakis <laughs> yeah oh no god that's like the perfect storm yeah it was really rough and then you know you're like in those tiny dorm rooms if you remember um yes like our yeah. frat house our quote frat houses which were just the cinder block cells um, oh god that's so bleak real obvious yeah. no wonder she transferred out i would too versus like there was also i think in that same room um 
they had like a little signature wall where they like let people sign on the wall with Sharpie and they were just going to paint over it at the end of the school year. And then my jackass took all the caps off the Sharpies and just scribbled on the wall like an asshole. You're such a dick. (laughs) And that wasn't alcohol fueled. That was just asshole fueled. (laughs) It happens. Um, But yeah, those are all my memorable scenes. And then we kind of like went through, this was like, I kind of feel like the first big role for most of these people. So like yeah. I've seen McLovin before may, I think Jonah Hill had maybe done knocked up, but like all those Judd Apatow movies probably got like made at the same time. And it just like released at different times, but this was also definitely like the first big Michael Sarah and Emma yeah. Stone, who's now, you know, Oscar. Right. Stone. Yep. An Oscar for this. And they, they all seemed more or less around the same age too. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's always those high schoolers who are played by people who are 32 years old. And I'm like, I don't, I don't believe you. Yeah, they were all actually like 17, 18. I think Jonah Hill may have been like 22. But, yeah. you know, he had the, he had the force behind him to, you know, also Oscar winner or just Oscar nominee? Did he win for Moneyball? I think nominee. Yeah. For Moneyball? Yeah. I think. I'm not sure. We don't care. Uh, yeah. Oscar nominee, at least. <laughs> Now he's just dressing like a hipster and being adorable on social media. So I'm here for it. Um, The school environment, like we said, it was very, it felt very true to like a school environment, a public school environment for the most part. And then just like all of their slang, like I just forgot how people and people being possibly us talked back then. Like, like, that's pimp. That's pimp. I I gotta go. I was like, I have to go put my eye cream on now. Like I'm that was so such a 2007 thing to get say. Crunk. Yeah, get crunk. That's describing something as pimp, which is ridiculous. <laughs> and I feel like that didn't have a lot of lasting power. You don't hear that no, much anymore. Like a but most of the movies I've done in the past few weeks were just were like, who says that? Like we only said that for like three years, and by we, it's literally people just born within like a certain five year gap. Like it was really yep. just like people who felt in or around our high school years i i was curious about why you chose this movie for a podcast about guilty pleasures because i don't I no don't that's feel the like point this... you're not supposed to feel guilty but i feel like other people would feel guilty do people feel like do other people consider this to be a guilty pleasure movie probably like other girls who don't want to admit that dick jokes are funny <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> sure other girls with lower self-esteem so, no i'm kidding that's that's is this like it's supportive. held up you know like people it in might, cinema capital c really like this you know, movie. i might be branching out of you know maybe i need to work on my branding and i'm branching out but i just was like you and i were just talking about like what movies we like and then i was kind of i don't remember i feel like i had something else in mind for you 21 and jump street we were talking about 21 jump street and then which i, I think could classify as quote a guilty pleasure for some people but yeah and then I was like wait but I'm doing book smart it'd be funny to do super bad because yeah. like from a different quote era right and then I wasn't even thinking about the Jonah Beanie thing when I picked it I was just like I just remember liking this movie probably like also again remember when we were 17 watching this I feel like we both were like nervous for our parents or at least my mom yeah. You know, I was, you know, I felt guilty about her knowing that I would like something like this because I was supposed to be yes. still working on me being ladylike. 
Um, she <laughs> had since moved on from that project. But um, you know what I mean? She'd be like, I, Ruby, this is not for nice girls, you know, <laughs> not to do like some racially insensitive shit right now, but here we are. You're Latina. You can do it. I can't do, well, it. You I, can do it. I just feel like I'm still, I don't like when people would exoticize me or my family. So I'm like, but then I go and do it anyway. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? She's like, like you said, this is not walking with Christ. So, no. No. you know we didn't feel right about not walking with Christ at the time. Like you said, when you first watched it, you didn't feel good about it. So no, I felt awful about it. I felt awful. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what kept me in that theater because in the first 15 minutes, I really wanted to leave. I was so uncomfortable with the porn conversation with the dick conversation. It just got worse from there with the drawings of the dicks. And, um, you know, I had sex and stuff, but I'd never seen dicks quite in that manner before yeah and such a variety it short-circuited my brain (laughs) but also something that scott pointed out to me scott my partner pointed out to me while we were watching it together is that some of the dick drawings had a lot of very adult references adult meaning like you know there was a tiananmen square dick (laughs) yeah (laughs) um intellectual dick references yeah, which I thought was hilarious. And then I Googled the dick drawings and Evan Goldberg's brother drew them while he was in law school. Oh, wow. So, yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and it's so clearly done by a 22 year old with a deep knowledge of world history. So. <laughs> it was like, we're going to do a multicultural dick situation. Yeah, yeah. It's around exactly. the world, not just American common dicks at the small town. Yeah, no, I don't think, I think it's not as much of like a guilty pleasure of like, um, but I feel like some people might be like, you know, when a movie is after a certain age, we'd be like, oh my God, that's so old. Or like, I can't believe you watched that. You know what I mean? Like all the, most of the movies I pick are like dumb shit that I very clearly like. And then like, I haven't done anything yet where I haven't seen it before. Um, And so, but people would be like, oh my God, I just... I didn't know anybody else liked this. And it's like, literally everybody likes everything. They're just afraid to say that they like it. Yeah. And I totally understand what you mean by a lot of girls maybe might not have admitted to liking it because it they thought is... like suddenly they're not feminists. Right. Or they're the type of girl who's like, I like beer and football and video games. So of course I like super bad. Like, no, shut up, you know? Oh, true. The cool <laughs> girls too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, as a, as a girl, love this movie. All of my closest girlfriends like this movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I would have admitted um, when I was 17 that I liked it. I definitely would not have actually. <laughs> see I knew what I was doing I thought I was way more highbrow than that you know like oh, I'm watching Sundance channel on my tv oh gosh you had a lot <laughs> I would I, I liked the full range you know like you'd watch a little super bad you watch a little Rachel getting married you know you'd get a taste you know a smorgasbord if you will yeah you'd, you know a little bit of everything to really hit the relatability scale yeah. like one movie that I used to quote incessantly and I couldn't even, I wouldn't recognize a frame of it at this point was Step Brothers. Like for some oh my reason, God. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. And I remember like doing the bit where you- but Well, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. boys love oh, yeah. to quote that movie. Oh yeah. 
love to quote that movie. And so it would just be like, I just remember like one of my closest friends now, I like, she like clearly was not sure of me, but I knew that that movie was just like, everybody had seen it. And so then I would just do those bits and she was like, and now she is my friend for real. But that was like, out of all things, that's like what pulled her in. And now I couldn't, you know, literally the only thing I remember about it is the, like, there's so much room for activities Mm -hmm. because my old roommate, and I used to say that about our giant dorm room senior year, (laughs) that was literally it. Like my roommate could do a cartwheeled diagonally across our dorm room. So then that's all we would say, but now I like, I, I'd never gone back to it. I've seen it on TV sometimes and I'm like, "Eh." no, me neither. It, It never did anything for me. No. And it would be so easy to lump super bad in with a movie like Step Brothers, but um, Step Brothers was just silly. And I feel like Super Bad got to, yeah, it, a lot of it was silly. So much of it was crass, but the core, the like core emotional themes yeah. behind it were so, um, I don't know, serious. It was real. Yeah. Like it was just yeah. like a realistic experience, which is very rare. Right. You know, like I love Clueless, but I would never say that's what <laughs> high school is like. Yeah. Let it be sure. I love Clueless, just in case people don't know. Right. And I think that's what sets super bad apart from movies like Step Brothers or Or even any... Mean Girls for a high school movie. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Mean Girls is funny because it's like a it's almost like a cartoon, but it's not you don't like walk away from that feeling like you've learned anything about yourself or like friendship or anything yeah yeah and it it was nice to see it was nice I don't know I I know we talked about this a little bit before but it was nice to see just three dudes trying to figure out how to be friends with each other yeah um because I feel like the interpersonal conflict and the you know all the subliminal drama you always see that shit with girls in movies and teenage yeah. girls in movies but with mm-hmm. this it's a bunch of guys and yeah they were chasing girls and talking about sex all the time but really the central um like the central love story I guess I hate to talk like that but the central love yeah. story is between the friends yeah the male friends yeah and that's um I don't know if it was you who brought it up to me but like the fact that book smart was basically a reincarnation inadvertently so but I think the whole sibling situation made it just much more obvious that book smart was like the next generation's version of super bad and then like from the female perspective because they also had like two best friends who were very codependent I think it's very easy to say that Molly which is being Feldstein's character is just like Seth um her brother Jonah Hill's character and then Amy which is Caitlin Dever was much more like Evan's character because it was like Amy was going off on her own You've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like you know, Amy's like going off and like doing her thing in Africa, and Molly's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, and like her whole world is like jolted, and she's clearly the much more like secretly insecure one. Like both of them, you know, like both Seth and Molly act like the leader of the pair, but they're actually like the ones that are like clamoring for some kind of stability. Right. They're the reason that they're acting so frantic is because all of a sudden they're losing control over a situation exactly and And they don't know how to deal with it and they both like both movies they have to get to a party both movies someone gets arrested um but I like Caitlin Devers arrest a lot more because she's like shotgun just kidding don't have one (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah her little, her little woke jokes and then um they had the same angsty goodbye um at the mm-hmm. airport which their goodbye was like way more dramatic than this one's goodbye like same and it, it felt way more lot. real too yeah it yeah. was it was a lot so it was kind of funny that those both kind of came out like again different characters different situations but kind of like the same messaging of the friendship because the friendship like really spoke to my friend who I had watch it for our previous episode so yeah I I really relate to Booksmart I mean I know we're not talking about Booksmart but I I relate to it so much because I was like Molly um when I was in high school (laughs) just just hyper focused on grades and achievement and then panicked at the last minute that I didn't experience life um one of the things that I love about both Booksmart and Superbad is that they take place over 24 hours I feel like every movie that takes place over 24 hour period yes um every teen movie that takes place over a 24 hour period just it just reflects how when you are a teenager every moment of your life is dramatic yeah and it's like defining the rest of your life like hour yeah. by hour you're like and now my life has changed forever yeah and now it has again and you're yep. just like how am I even going to keep up and I think storytelling wise sometimes the succinct time frames are just so much better agree than, for a movie at least than when you're trying to tell a movie across the span of like several months or a year or something yeah for sure it gets super frustrating so I love when it's like one day or you know a, over the course of a weekend or something like that where something has to get like no matter how ridiculous it is like I watched back my best friend's wedding and that's like over a four-day period and the amount of shit that happens in that movie that's unhinged out of control irreparable um it's just like how the fuck did they plan for this but also oh, I feel, story. you know when you're younger your days just feel longer oh, everything yeah. feels longer right because yeah. I, I can't remember what that principle is called, but as you get older, everything just feels a little bit more condensed than it did the year before. But yeah, especially when you're a senior in high school, um, you're like, if if I if I go to this party or if I kiss mm-hmm. this girl, then everything in my life will unfold afterward. <laughs> and that's just so not how life works, you know? And like, you're going to forget about this 24 hour period or maybe not if it's too, if it's really chaotic yeah. when you're older, but that's what it feels like to you when you're 17. I feel like it's like, we are talking about anxiety. Like sometimes I can still see myself having that happen though. Like if Same. I don't, if I can't predict how something should happen, I'm like, after this day and this event, who knows what everything else is going to look like for the rest of time. And like, anytime I make like what I consider a major life change, which usually is just getting a new job or moving or something. I'm like, but those are yeah. significant. Those are yeah. significant as opposed to like, if I go to this party or if I, if true, I have true. sex with this guy, you know, true, true. Okay. So maybe I am just an adult. Okay. I feel better now. I was like, wait, but I feel like that sometimes still, but yeah. What about real things? (laughs) Okay, good. Maybe I needed that. Okay. Do you have any other lingering thoughts before we do the school-themed rapid fire? Mm. No, I'm ready. Thank you for bringing your 
intuitive Pisces lens to the film. <laughs> I feel like we really dug into it. You know what I mean? Like other people are just like, blah, I love when they yell about dicks. And you're like, no, <laughs> this is about men. Exposing. And it's true. Like everything you said was true. So I think. Well, thank you for letting me for share. The <laughs> All right. No, this so, is um, I don't know if you've seen this online. Like I saw this on a clip somewhere. This like, basically it's one of those like, tell me your personality through this um, okay. where it's like you get four colored folders and you have four subjects and you have to decide which folder corresponds to which subject. Mm, okay. So it's the classes are math, history, English, and science. Math, and then your history, folder. English, science. Okay. Yeah. And you can ask me again. Don't worry. And then your four color choices are red, yellow, green, and blue. So which class goes with which folder? Mm. I would put math is red. Okay. Uh, if, oh, if it's rapid fire, I got to go fast, right? No, it's called rapid fire. People take <laughs> their sweet fucking time every time. So don't you worry. Like it is your choose your own fire. <laughs> got it. Okay. So I would choose, I would pair math with red because both red and math make me anxious. Okay. I would pair English with blue, because I associate blue with emotions and English class with reading really emo books and writing really emo creative um, writing, <laughs> writing exercises. Writing a on a five by seven index. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, the other subjects were history and... History and science. And you history have, and science. You have yellow and green left. Okay. So I'd have history as yellow, um, only out of default, because I would choose green for science um that just feels natural yeah. you know biology nature yeah. <laughs> science the earth, the earth and the uh yeah yeah love it I have the same except um I think because history the class upsets me I make that one red and I make math yellow because mm. yellow seems like facts to me for some reason and numbers seem like facts but um, but history as a class used to infuriate me. Like I just hated the concept of like just learning things to repeat them back to people. You know what I mean? Is like, we can't just read it and, and just be like, well, that was it. You know? So that's, just that's me. so interesting. I loved history. I think for the exact reason mind, that you hated it. <laughs> I didn't mind like the, the receiving of the information or the movie versions, um, not movies, but you know, like those like history channel documentaries, yeah. but like reading about the same 50 wars that happened in the 1800s. I was just like, that's fair. Didn't care less, you know, not in a bad way, like not for it to repeat itself, but I just, I need applicability. So at least like if you're doing math, yeah. like you're going to get an answer, like you're doing a little puzzle situation. And then I get that science I was more into. Um, what is one of your favorite high school memories? If any. Spending study hall, dicking around with my friend, Mary Catherine, who you met. Yes. We did not spend study hall studying or doing homework, or we did at first, but we spent the rest of it just kind of making really ridiculous inside jokes, um, writing songs about our classmates that were really <laughs> funny, but also extremely offensive. <laughs> and um, going through the books in the library and picking out titles that made us laugh. <laughs> 
(laughs) because we were so cool. That's how we spent our study hall. Uh, Yeah, I have really, really great memories of that. Oh, that's cute. Um, What did your high school have any weird traditions? Weird traditions? No, not that I can remember. I think the a, a routine that I remember uh pretty vividly is praying before every class but I think that's pretty standard in every Catholic school yeah I just think of it now as an adult as being very (laughs) cult-like it was practice (laughs) yeah exactly for your initiation um if you went to prom what color was your prom dress oh I went to prom my prom dress is right behind me I want to see bring it into the foreground yeah exactly let me unblur my video. Yeah, don't worry. For okay. listeners. Oh, I forget it, you live in a real house, so that closet's beautiful. It's purple and red. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah, uh, strapless. Short. Back when I could pull off strapless and didn't have the shoulders of a linebacker. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I love my dress. I kept it even though I will never fit into it again. And um. This is a fun fact for you, Ruby. My date to prom was the girl that you met at William and Mary. Not not because Amazing. we were we're not going in a same sex date situation. It's because neither of us had dates, so we decided yeah. to go with each other. <laughs> yeah, it was that Catholic. It was a Catholic school too, so yeah, they would not have let you be your date. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love that fact. Um, I love the dress though. It's very cute. Um, I think my school was behind on like short dresses being a thing. Like I think it Mm. literally started happening in my town, like maybe a year or two after I graduated. Um, What is your favorite? And if if it's not this, your favorite high school, like movie or TV series. That I watched in high school or that is based in high school. Based in a high school. Oh gosh. I think it would have to be. It's a three-way tie for me. Okay. Does that count? It's a well, three-way tie. I know for you me. don't know about astrology like I do, but I'm a Libra, so I like breaking <laughs> rules and not choosing or deciding. That's a stereotype for ours. My three favorite high school movies are this movie, Super Bad, Mean Girls, and Twenty One Jump Street. I mean, we're gonna have to do a Twenty One Jump Street episode. It's the best the way we fucking die every time. It's that- the absolute best. I was. I don't know if I told you this. I was on a plane a couple weeks ago. So this was after I saw you. I was on a plane and somebody was watching it like on a different screen, you know, like a little further ahead of me on the plane. And I was like watching it on their screen. And I was just like, I don't even know if they had captions, but I knew what was going on. I was just like chuckling. You can hear the dialogue in your head. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jonah. Oh, they're getting the giggles. Oh no. (laughs) And then I just started laughing. Honestly, I love the, Tatum. Me too. He's perfect for that role. Yeah. Perfect for that. His sh- really shitty acting skills actually make sense in that role. Well, I think that's like what makes him attractive is that he's such a little weirdo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it'd be one thing if he was just like hot and you just thought he was dumb or something, but he's so funny. Like, and he's yeah. so weird and he doesn't mind doing stuff like that. But I just, and then our friend Dave Franco in this movie as well. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I wish. I think um, 17-year-old me would be very ashamed with that answer and would have been like, you should have picked something like 
Fast Times or Ferris Bueller, you know, like more cinematic yeah, um, classics or whatever. Yeah, like Breakfast Club. Yeah, but I honestly, I, I like those movies just fine. I think they're great. I can't relate to them. They're of a different time. Um, yeah. The people in them are just insufferable to me. But I love, I love Mean Girls because it is one of the first movies that made me laugh out loud uh in a theater by myself like I don't I'm the kind of person who does not laugh if I'm by myself because that feels weird and embarrassing to me I can't I cannot explain to you why that's the case but I laugh every time at Mean Girls I laugh every time at Superbad I laugh every time at 21 Jump Street so those are my three yeah three high school movies great barometer I like that and uh what house would you be sorted into at Hogwarts Ravenclaw word fat no 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 wait hold on I take that back. Definitely Slytherin. Oh, I, would I can like, see that. I would like to be Ravenclaw, but realistically speaking, I would be Slytherin. Yeah, I think I, I want my brand to be Ravenclaw-esque, but the but reality of who I am is a Slytherin for this sure. Makes, again, this makes sense because my mom loves you and <laughs> she has mad Slytherin energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we get along. She's like, I, I love Chesney. She's just so real. So, oh, the feelings mutual. The that's feelings what she mutual. loves. Like, she's like, I know what I'm gonna get. Like, she's gonna be honest every time. <laughs> she lives for it. She doesn't like my um, like little polite friends and stuff. Not that you're not polite. Like, you're a very great polite person, but just like you're not gonna like, um, you know, be fake. Basically. Yeah, I'm kind, but I'm not nice. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had that conversation with me about <laughs> kindness versus niceness recently. They're like, some people are nice, but they're not kind. Um, do you have any memorable first day of, well, I guess you probably always had to wear a uniform, huh? So I guess you don't yeah. really have like a first day of school outfit that you got to be excited about, or were you allowed to do something like accessorize or style it? We had, we had dress out days and oh. on dress out days, um, uh, most of the people would be wearing some variation of the same outfit, which at my high school was uh, Ralph Lauren polos layered on top of each other with a collar popped. Um, and again, note that she went to private school in Northern Virginia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and if that was not thing, obvious, but I just have to say the Ralph Lauren versus the American Eagle Airpost. It, it ow, had to ow. be Ralph Lauren. It had to be Ralph Lauren with the collar pop, two two polos with the collars popped, a bow in your hair, and a oh, wow. uh, Vera Bradley quilted purse. Oh wow! Super specific. And on days where we had to wear uniforms, we were allowed to wear different types of socks, um, and we were allowed to choose our shoes. So the sock shoe game at my high school for the cool kids oh, was shit. <laughs> argyle right. socks that went like halfway up or a little bit past your ankle um like halfway up your calf and these clark desert boot type things they were they're the most hideous shoes ever they look like those pontiac aztec cars uh but shoes yeah and uh, i think i know what you're talking about i think i know what you're talking about the live strong bracelet must have (laughs) must have and your face backpack or wow. your Bradley backpack. Yeah, very specific. Wow. N- yeah. Not a lot of room for variation when it comes to a uniform. So oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like hard to keep up with. It's a lot. It was too much. I did not bother with any of that stuff, but <laughs> I was also like very 
outwardly a contrarian so uh yeah I believe that for no reason (laughs) I think that's the reason that we're friends (laughs) like we have to be different we're not doing what the other girls are doing but like for no reason it's not that I hated those things no yeah but it was just like you couldn't do it because yeah I could everybody was doing you had to do something different yeah okay and then since it's your first time on the show um I always go through people's pleasure points since it's no one's guilty pleasure what is your favorite self-care ritual? Hmm. My favorite self-care ritual is eating Wendy's chicken nuggets and fries when I'm sad. <laughs> I love that. It really Come makes me branding. feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's is slept on. So I Oh, absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite cocktail or comfort food? I guess we answered the latter. The latter, yeah, the comfort food would definitely be Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets and French fries. My favorite cocktail would have to be, oh gosh, I don't know. It's changed over the years. My current favorite cocktail is an old fashioned. Nice. I think that's appropriate for a thirty-two year old. It well, used I, to be a rum. Remind and coke. me next time you're in town. There's a place near where we went that does a smoked old fashioned. Ooh, I would love to try that. And everybody likes those. Um. What is either your dream travel locale or your favorite travel locale that you've been to? My favorite place I've ever traveled to is Bhutan. Um, It's beautiful. I've never seen mountains that big in my entire life. And it's very hard to enter the country because you have to like go through this whole process and, and be approved by the government to come as part of a group. The only reason I was ever able to go is because my parents used to live there and work there. So, nice. um, but yeah. And, and so it's empty is what I'm trying to say. Like it's not teeming with tourists and it's beautiful. Um, cool. And I ate yak there. So that was fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's something we can always bond over adventurous eating. What is, who is one of your memorable celebrity crushes? Like either first or current or someone that you were like, I can't believe I was so obsessed with this person. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh gosh. Okay. Yep. When I was 11 years old. So this is 11 year old Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. 11 for 11. When he had freaking owl eyes. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, he only blinks one that? eye at a time. Oh, I didn't God. know that. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever go back to watch the first couple of Harry Potter movies, you'll notice Daniel Radcliffe blinks one eye at a time, like oh, an owl. <laughs> I know that you did it. I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know that was a thing. That's hilarious. Okay, and then last one is um, your binge-worthy content. So this could be either like something that you watch repeatedly over and over or something you've recently binged that you'd recommend to somebody or both at the time. If you want to I have watched... I have watched both 30 Rock and New Girl uh, over, God, I watch them at least three times a year, both shows. I thought you were going to have a different answer. I thought you were going to come in with the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Gilmore Girls is a recent thing. I can't watch that multiple times a year because those ladies are exhausting. (laughs) like those, i can those I can white women girl, are exhausting <laughs> they're exhausting they're just too much i love them but in in small doses yeah 30 rock and new girl i laugh at every time but currently i'm binging below deck which oh yeah yeah oh which so i cannot funny. i cannot look away i cannot it's a great show it's a great show i'm not going to be elitist i'm just going to say I'm, it I'm it's telling a great show you, it's a procedural you know what's happening 
you yeah, it's, have it's a, a workplace comedy or you have a night off episode yeah 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 i look at it as a workplace workplace comedy uh and also a you know duncan on the ridge which i always love <laughs> <laughs> i love like you're the one person who says duncan <laughs> like i associate that phrase like even if i read it somewhere else i associate it with your voice i'm not using <laughs> the it hand. i'm not using it correctly <laughs> duncan on him <laughs> no you are it's just hilarious it's like that's pimp <laughs> Five years, you're gonna it was like, not gonna I, age I well saying duncan on duncan on <laughs> um so you've seen okay so you've seen below deck med you've seen yep. below deck down under and below deck sailing, sailing you haven't up. seen og below deck yet. no og below decks but partially because the the captain i've not watched this this is purely based on screen grabs that show up in the preview on peacock yeah i don't like that captain's face Something about that guy's face is just not appealing not, to me. Yeah, you're not a Captain Lee fan. No. Yeah, he's very different from the other three captains. So I think he, like, based on the styles that you're enjoying, you may not enjoy his style as much. Um, he's more, like, quote, old school. He's very hands-off and curses a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should watch, like I said, at least just seasons two through four of OG Below Deck once okay. you've ran through Sailing Yacht. I will. um I think you'll like the chief stew on below deck original the best. Okay. Cause she's very like no nonsense. They come up, they come for her, for her RBF and like not being everybody's best friend. Like she's the original. She's hilarious. Um, Is she me? She's us. Yeah. That sounds like me. <laughs> no, no, you're going to watch that and like then compare all of the other chief stews you've seen to her and then like, damn, mm. they weren't shit. Cause she was the first, well, you don't watch season one of the OG because that was a mess. That was like the tester season for all of Below Deck. So don't watch it. Okay. Um, season it. two. And you're going to meet Kate Chastain and you're going to be like, that's my bitch. All right. That's next on the list then. Yeah. But I'm very happy for you and Scott that, you know, I've been able to open your mind. <laughs> to Below Deck. <laughs> to Below Deck. It's just like, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to get you on next. But it was such an accident, like down under. Totally playing when i was like oh let's see what we can put on tv in the background and then i was like, was like oh this is kind of funny and then yeah you got the mildest version first which i think was the entry point for you like if yeah. i had started you on like this season i switched you to of like season three med with like all the love triangles and the drunkenness you would have been like no i'm okay <laughs> yeah yeah and you know you know you're old when you start to uh pay way more attention to the captain's leadership styles and personalities than to the actual main characters of the show <laughs> i feel like that's like a sign of being in the workforce oh 100 percent. that show i've played so many times in the background when i'm working because it just reminds you to keep working kind of you know what I mean? yeah. you know what's going on and then like certain dynamics i'm like god i would just like flip out or it reminds me of somebody i work with and i just like yeah mm-hmm. it's too relatable mm-hmm. but yeah that's uh the show I guess cool this was fun thank you for having me you'll be back there's there's many more movies that we like that I think people would feel guilty about liking that we don't I would love to be back yeah yeah I'm always happy to talk about movies I would trash in public but secretly love <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be your category Just yeah like- my secret I mean that's what it is it's like your secret lover like when they joke about people that like are your secret girlfriend or boyfriend that you don't like admit that you hook up with (laughs) in public spaces